everyone. I am Carla Jakubovic, hostess of the Swiss Learning Podcast, and thanks for listening. Swiss Learning represents 13 prestigious schools in Switzerland, and they're experts at finding the right fit for each student. On this podcast, we will showcase alumni from each one of these schools to share their success stories and insights with you. Today, we're thrilled to welcome Fariba Buchheim, an alumna from Institut Montana Zuckerberg. Fariba, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, Carla. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here and to talk. And uh, yeah, my name is Fariba Buchheim, and I'm part of the directing duel called Nosy. And I have a film production company based in Munich in Germany that is called Nosy Films. And I'm an alumni from the Institut Montana, Zugerberg. Fariba, we are so excited to have you with us. Um, my first question to you is, within Switzerland, there are numerous options for boarding schools. What made you choose Montana? I chose Montana because um, I looked at different boarding schools with my parents, of course. I was 13 um, when I looked around and uh, looked around Switzerland to find the best place for me. And Montana was the best fit because on one hand, it is beautifully located on the Zugerberg, um, on a mountain in the middle of nature um, in the city of Zug in Switzerland. And it was not so far away from my parents since they moved to Lucerne, which is in central Switzerland. And this is also one of the reasons I didn't want to be too far away from home. And since I was in boarding school during the week, I was uh, quite lucky to go home on the weekend, which was, which was perfect for me and the perfect fit. That sounds so nice. Fariba, what are your favorite memories from school? Could you share a fun anecdote with us? <laughs> I have many great memories <laughs> of being students. <laughs> Not sure whether I can talk about all the, <laughs> the crazy memories, but I, I can talk about some. <laughs> no, what I really love the most, and I think this is really the most um, special thing to me, is that being in a boarding school means being surrounded with your friends 24-7. So it's not only the educational part of being together in a class and being part of a class, but it's also being with my friends all the time, being in a dorm with them, um, sharing a room with, um, with friends, with people that I still am in touch with. Um, my best friend from, from boarding school times, actually three of my closest, um, girls are still my friends today. Um, with one of them, I lived together for a year in a dorm and those are just the best memories for me is spending evenings together, um, lying in bed, talking to each other about all these topics and also growing together. We met when we were 13. I graduated when I was 18. So that's, I always say boarding schools, relationships and friendships, they're just different than any other friendships that I also love and enjoy, of course. But it's just it has a different ground. It does, because you're experiencing so much more than just studies together. You're, you're truly navigating through life together with, with your friends. So I agree that it's, a, it's an unbreakable, like, um, long-term bond, lifelong bond, I would say. Absolutely. That's also why when thinking about funny anecdotes, there are just so many just beautiful moments remembering 
um, going into the woods with my friends, watching the sunset over um, the, the Lake of Zouk, um, just having a chat together and, and just enjoying our free time. It's just something very special. Absolutely. And you were st starting to describe the school. And I feel like sometimes, you know, pictures or videos, they're available online, but I never feel that they do the school justice. So I wanted to ask you if you could describe the school campus and its beautiful surroundings for us. I think... Starting there, the most special thing about Montana is that it is located in the small, very beautiful city of Zouk. But to reach Montana, you take a cable car. So if you're a student at Montana, you also have to depend a little bit on the schedule of the cable car. You have to be on time. You know, don't be late for dinner. Um, but you take up the cable car and you just have an amazing view The Zugerberg itself is a place where tourists would go to get the nicest pictures um, um, for their photo album. And it's a place where we were able to live at. And I think this is a thing that I appreciate now even more because, you know, when you live mm -hmm. somewhere, you have it every day. You yeah. don't really see it. But looking back, opening my window, watching uh, the seeing the mountains, seeing the lake is uh, phenomenal. So you take up the cable car You're on a mountain. There is a main building where you have um, classrooms, where you have a big, um, very beautiful dining room where we all had breakfast, um, cocoa breaks, lunch and dinner together. Um, in, the, in the main building, there are also the, the, the boys' um, dorms. Then there is a chalet, um, an old Swiss chalet, where there's also a dorm for the boys. And a little alley leads up to Felsenegg, which is the name for um, the girls' dorm, but also the place where the aula is, where the students gather, or um, where other classrooms are. So I lived in Felsenegg mm -hmm. in a room shared with another student. I lived there for a couple of years, so I changed every year um, the company, not the company. <laughs> I changed every year. Uh, the roommate. The, the person I was living mm -hmm, with. Mm -hmm. Were yeah, they, were they always from different nationalities? Completely different. I had um, a roommate from Switzerland. I had a Chinese roommate, a um, Romanian roommate. Um, Yeah, I wow. think that's about it. Yeah. So, yeah, Fariba, you touched a little bit on punctuality and not missing the cable card for for dinner. What other skills does a boarding school equip you with that come in handy later in life? For me, I think the most handy thing that came later in life was um, the open mindedness that I really learned in Montana, being on a mountain with different people, different students from all over the world, also in complete different age groups. You have younger ones, but you also have, on the other hand, people that are just about to go to university and to be with them in one place and learning from each other, learning about their culture, um, them coming from all different parts of the world is, um, is, really, is really something special. And also for me, particularly, um, as a non-English speaking person, I'm German, um, I'm a German speaker. I think this is also a skill that I learned in Montana is just to, to speak English. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, the you know all the other languages that we have the opportunity to learn while we're there. I don't know that there are any other countries with four official languages like Switzerland, but uh, yeah, in addition to all of that, English at the schools um, absolutely comes in handy. Did you get to explore any international destinations with the school? I went to Tanzania um, for the CAS program. I did the International Baccalaureate. Mm-hmm. And my absolute highlight, though, was to go to the Biennale in Venice. Wow. Together with my art teacher and um, some students. And that was for me as a person that loves culture and arts. Um, really something I, I still think about. And looking at the photos, I just met a friend um, who I've been there with, and we sent each other photos from that trip. And it was just, you know, all cute looking at each other being <laughs> so young, yeah. but enjoying it so much, like so many good memories. We had uh, trips to Europa Park, uh, which I personally really, really love. I love the amusement parts, mm-hmm. parks, um, going to the musicals together, going to concerts. I mean, the offers were just um, just very, uh, very broad that, that, that we could get in Montana. Yeah, I love mentioning that because I feel like in Montana, uh, there's so much more happening outside of the classroom too, right? Absolutely, especially as a as a as a um, full-time boarding student, um, also having the the possibilities that are given on the weekend. You could go skiing, you can go on trips, but you can also just spend time in, in Zouk or spend time um, in the nearby cities, especially the older kids that were um, allowed to leave leave the Berg, uh, going to Zurich or even going with the school um, to places together was was were great opportunities. Mm-hmm. And looking back, what do you think is the most valuable gift you got from Montana? I think the privilege to live on a mountain in the middle of the nature and um, developing my personality, especially by having really fantastic teachers, especially in arts, English and history. And they not only supported me academically, but also just in being myself and especially also in the arts, for example, writing plays. Um, I had a wonderful German teacher who supported me in my creative writing, um, an art teacher that gave me the chance to express myself creatively um, without any borders, like really trying out and experimenting. And I think this is a very shaping. Absolutely. If you could have had one superpower during your time as a student, what would that have been and why? I think in my case to be invisible so I can sneak away from any of the curfews. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would have been a popular pick amongst the (laughs) students. Fariba, academically speaking, you didn't follow the traditional path. You started working right away. And now, as an already accomplished and awarded film director, you are simultaneously studying at the University of Television and Film in Munich. What motivated you to attend university when you're already doing so well in your career? Well, I came to Munich um, because I wanted to go to the University of Film and Television. But the first time I applied, I didn't get in because I was too young and usually studying film is something that you do when you already have work experience. So when this didn't work out, I did a vocational training to become a TV journalist. I started doing internships in the film industry, especially in the field of commercial and producing. And um, 
Then I met Andreas and we both got along very well and we said that we want to become a directing duo and started um, to work together creatively. Cre- <laughs> creatively? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we start we started working to re- we started working together creatively and we founded our company Nosy Films in 2017 and also at the same time applied to the famous film schools that we have in Germany. And at the half F, we were really, really lucky because we both got in and we could continue with our company. And um, yeah, so I'm really happy about that. It sounds like you're still, you know, keeping up with the trend of keeping the calendar really packed, just like you used to have it in boarding schools. And now, you know, to be able to be doing both simultaneously, I'm sure uh, you keep you keep your schedule full. Keeping myself busy, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, but during the summer, you facilitate movie directing workshops in Montana. How did it feel to go back to the school and mentor students? When I first got the request to direct a movie workshop or to to uh, to host a workshop at Montana about movie directing, I was stoked. I was really, really honored because, I mean, this is a big step. Me being a student not such a long time ago, I didn't graduate that. I mean, I'm I'm still quite young, I would say. I'm 27 now. And then being able to go back and teach kids about my job, the job that I really love and that I just, you know, love to talk about and show them skills, show them things, and maybe even give them the idea that after their, their career um, as a student, they could maybe also go in a creative field. Um, that was really exciting for me. That sounds lovely. At Nosy Films, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? Um, I think um, founding a company making films that people see um with my first film that i did at the university of film and television which is called shapes i was invited to the student sections at Cannes um, film festival um my films were shown around the world we just filmed our first tv spot last year we got funding for our first series so all these steps are just steps i'm quite proud of and um Yeah, I think I'm also very proud of my team because it's always filmmaking is a team thing and you can't do it alone. You need really, really strong people that believe in the same ideas as you do. And um, yeah, that that gives me a wonderful feeling. And that's the reason why I do it. Sure. And what are some of the qualities a film director must possess? I think endurance. Um, Endurance, even if times are tough, I think the creative field is can be quite unstable. There is a lot of uncertainties. You have to fight for your ideas a lot. You have to, you have to stand, um, never stand still, always continue, always finding new ideas um, and um, selling your ideas, trying to get chances to, to, to realize them. And um, I think endurance is what you need to, to get through it. When you're facilitating these workshops at the school, are you able to spot talent, natural talent, even at kids, you know, at that young age? Absolutely. I think that's uh, the, the greatest thing about working with kids is because they don't, they do not think so much about, you know, any kind of cost or things that I would do in the process of creating. It's just about creating. It's just about the idea, about the best, about the biggest. And um, 
all of the kids that we work with during the workshop had that and they come up with crazy ideas that just come naturally out of the, their mind. And I think um, that's a gift that that kids have and that we tend to lose when we're getting adult because, you know, we think a lot. We start being too aware of the financial boundaries, like you were saying, and, and other challenges. But yeah, that sounds yeah, so... Yeah, about the challenges, what's possible and what's not. And, and with kids, it's just so intuitive. Absolutely. What is your personal definition of success? For me, it's the personal fulfillment and creating something, starting with an idea and at the end having it on screen or seeing what came out of it, like starting with a, with, in a conversation, talking together about something and a couple of months later having the product, having a finished film that you worked on from the beginning until the end is something that really, um, I mean, my heart is full <laughs> of love when I, when I see what's, when it's done, being really, really proud about that. I can tell. We can definitely sense the passion in your voice as you're telling us about your journey. Fariba, what's a business advice one can't find in books? Hmm, that's a that's a tricky question. Um, I think not everything is always working out perfectly, and there are hard times to fulfill dreams, but. You always need to stay focused. And even if you think a door is closed, another door opens. This is really something that my, mo my mom taught me. And it's true. It's having, as I said before, having the endurance mm -hmm. um, through tough times because great things just happen. And sometimes things also need a little bit of more time. And I think um, being a little bit patient, something that I really have to learn, being patient, um, helps a lot. I think we can all, all use that piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, what advice would you offer students who are on campus now? I think believing in dreams and believing in their own creativity and not restraining themselves, trying out things and also, um, you know, open yourself up because there are many different ways of pursuing a academic career. And there's also, I believe in a strong hands-on mentality as well. Like there are many different ways on how to proceed after school. And I think, um, yeah, that I can definitely advise. I appreciate that. Fariba, I can't believe our time is up. I feel like this went so fast. You made me want to be a teenager again, just to be able to go back in time and experience your workshops. They just sound so exciting. And, and, you know, having the opportunity to have that kind of training in a setting like Montana, I just feel like it's, you know, such, such an incredible opportunity. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us. If any of our listeners wish to continue this conversation can they find you on linkedin they can find me on instagram mm -hmm. our instagram name is we are nosy or facebook <laughs> nosy films <laughs> and uh, yeah i'm happy happy to hear from from anyone who's interested in filmmaking as well and maybe um students as well Thank you so much. And if any of our listeners have any other questions about anything else they heard on the podcast today, please feel free to email me at carla at swisslearning.com. Thank you. And until next time.